It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to the podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here as you listen to us either on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen, tune, and download this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast for you as we have another exciting edition of the podcast coming up for you here in just moments. A lot going on this past weekend in the world of racing. And before we take a look at the racing recap uh, from this past weekend, I want to touch a little bit on what happened in the Cup Series race if you missed it, Bubba Wallace and Kyle Larson got into a little bit of uh, a shoving match. Well, actually, it was more of uh, of, uh, of uh, Bubba Wallace because it looked like Kyle Larson wanted nothing to do with what happened uh, with Bubba there. He was kind of backing away from Bubba Wallace, and, and Bubba kind of got a little aggressive, uh, put his hands, and was pushing uh, uh, Kyle around a little bit. And then when the uh, officials came over to break it up and try to get him into the ambulances to get to the infield a care center, he put his hand on one of the officials as well. He walked, I think he walked to the infield care center. I didn't get a real uh, good chance to check it out. I did see the replay of the incident between the number five and the uh, 45, which was uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. I don't know exactly. I mean, it was it was close there, but I, I really think the 45, Bubba Wallace, intentionally wrecked the number five on a little bit of a, you know, an in, I thought, personally myself, I thought it was a hard racing and uh, Bubba took a little bit personally, spun the number five out, and then Kyle and, uh, well, more uh, <laughs> more Bubba than Kyle uh, got into a little bit of a shoving match there. So we'll see how NASCAR will be handling that, and we'll update you on that situation coming up this weekend when we do the Southern Race Week Radio, a radio show along the far-flung Southern Race Week uh, radio network. So we'll see how NASCAR will handle uh, the situation between Bubba Wallace and uh, Kyle Larson there at the um, Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Uh, during the running of the South Point 400 NASCAR playoff race, which is the uh, first round of the first race in the round of eight as we're getting closer and closer to the uh, championship four finale at Phoenix. Uh, We're going to be in action this weekend in Miami Homestead, next weekend at Martinsville, which will be the cutoff race, and then we'll uh, rattle it, we'll battle it out at uh, Phoenix to uh, crown a champion in uh, 2022. It's hard to believe that we're reaching the end of the season. I mean, only three races left. On the schedule, it just seems like yesterday we were opening things up at Daytona International Speedway for the run of the Daytona 500, and here we are just a few weeks away from wrapping up the 2022 season at Phoenix here in about three weeks. So uh, we'll see how NASCAR handles that situation once again, as I mentioned, between Bubba Wallace and uh, Kyle Larson. But uh, hopefully you're having yourself a great weekend and ready for another great week here as we bring you the podcast edition of the show this week, and we have another uh, star-studded edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast coming up in just moments. We'll be speaking with the 2022 Arkham Menard Series Race Series champion owner, Matt Siegel of Rev Racing, and not only will we talk about his driver, Nick Sanchez, winning the championship in the Arkham Menard Series, we'll also discuss with him the Drive for Diversity program that he's a part of, and speaking of Nick Sanchez, we'll also be speaking with the driver for Rev Racing, who over the weekend won the 2022 Arkham Menard Series championship Nick Sanchez will be joining the program as well. And then we'll wrap things up this week with Mandy Chick. She'll be recapping her 2022 season in the ARCA series and also preview what is going to be coming up in 2023. So all of that coming up for you here this week on Southern Race Week Radio. But first, let's get to the racing recap from the weekend of racing from Friday, October 14th through Sunday, October 16th. And as we mentioned, not much going on in racing except for the NASCAR series and the Xfinity series and Cup series 
from Las Vegas. And let's take a look at what happened in the Xfinity Series as Josh Berry became the first driver to take a spot in the Xfinity Series championship race, leading a 1-2-3 finish for Junior Motorsports this last Saturday at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Congratulations on Josh Berry as he punches his ticket to the championship four. Noah Grayson was your runner-up. Justin Allgaier was third. Ty Gibbs in fourth. And Trevor Bain rounding out the top five. And taking a look at the current standings right now in the Xfinity Series, Josh Berry is your number one ranked driver. Noah Grayson is second. Ty Gibbs third. Justin Allgaier is fourth. Austin Hill is fifth. A.J. Allmendinger is sixth. Brandon Jones is seventh. And Sam Mayer rounding out the top eight. Over to the Cubs Series action, Joey Logano became the first driver to qualify for NASCAR's title, deciding finale with a win this last Sunday at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. So congratulations there to Team Penske, who earlier this year won the IndyCar Championship when driver Will Powers won his second title there for Team Penske. So they're looking to get not only an IndyCar Championship, but hopefully a Cubs Series Championship. As we mentioned, as Joey Logano won the race at Las Vegas and moves on to the Championship 4, at Phoenix, Ross Chastain was your runner-up. Kyle Busch finishing third. Chase Briscoe in fourth. And Denny Hamlin rounding out the top five. And taking a look at the playoff standings right now in the Cup Series, Joey Logano is your number one ranked driver, advancing to the next round automatically. Ross Chastain is second. Chase Elliott is third. Denny Hamlin in fourth. And then these are the four drivers that are currently right now out of the championship four right now. William Byron is in fifth. Chase Briscoe is sixth. Ryan Blaney is seventh. And Christopher Bell rounding out the top eight and a no truck series racing this weekend they'll be back in action this upcoming weekend though in miami homestead and here are your top eight drivers right now in the truck series standings that's ty majeski in first chandler smith is second zane smith is third ben rhodes is fourth christian eckes is fifth stuart friesen is sixth john hunter nemechek is seventh and grant and finger rounding out the top eight and real quickly in nascar news want to pass it along because uh, we weren't able to bring it up uh, this past show but Kurt Busch held a press conference at Las Vegas Motor Speedway announcing that he's going to step away from full-time racing uh, next year, and he'll shut it down for the rest of this season as well. So uh, Kurt Busch, what a talent he is. And an interesting fact, Kurt Busch is the last driver in the NASCAR Cup Series that raced with Dale Earnhardt Sr. So that tells you the longevity of Kurt Busch here in the Cup Series. So once again, congratulations to uh, Kurt Busch, who recently uh, uh, recently announced that he's done for this, this season and will not compete full-time in 2023 as the 44-year-old NASCAR champion made the announcement uh, this past Saturday at Las Vegas Motor Speedway at his home track and where he launched his career on the bullring as a child. So there you go. That is your racing recap from this past weekend, which was the weekend of Friday, October 14th through Sunday, October 16th here on the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. This is Larry McReynolds of NASCAR on Fox, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We're continuing on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And I'm very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line. He is the 2022 Arkham Menard Series Championship owner for Rev Racing. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Max Siegel. Mr. Siegel, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Racing Radio. I really appreciate it, and I hope you're having a great day today, my friend. Well, thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here today. 
Well, sir, uh, congratulations. Uh, a, a championship for your team. Nick Sanchez was able to win the championship with, he said, 20 laps to go in the race. And now you are a uh, owner of a uh, Arkham Menard Series championship. So how does that feel for yourself personally to uh, bring that beautiful trophy to the, uh, the race shop? Well, let me just say that it is such an honor to be able to support Nick. I'm excited for the entire organization. Uh, everyone at Rev Racing, they all have worked really hard throughout this year, pushing through adversity, the ups and downs of the season, to support Nick, who's been with us since 2017. It's just really fantastic to see. And I must say, sir, and I, I mentioned this before we went on the air here, but I'm a big admirer of your team. I'm a Hispanic fan of NASCAR, have been for, for many years. And I really admire what you do for Rev Racing and these young men and women of minority that you give them an opportunity. And it's not because they're minority drivers. They are talented minority drivers, as we've seen with Nick Sanchez, the championship driver, uh, Raja Caruth, another great uh, driver in that stable uh, who finished third, LeVar Scott, who also races for you, among many great uh, drivers. But I feel that you really give the youth an opportunity to have drivers they can look up to, especially with Nick becoming the first Hispanic to win the Arkham Menards Series Championship. So for you personally, how does it feel to be able to maybe welcome a new group of minority fans to the sport of NASCAR? Because now they see a driver who's just like them. So, you know, it's a, actually, I'm glad you asked that question. Um, I grew up with people creating opportunities for me that historically I didn't have and no one in my family had. And I made a commitment many years ago that if I ever had the influence, the platform, or the opportunity to create those opportunities for those that were just like me, I would do so. So I, I, I really appreciate you acknowledging the driver and the crew member's talent. Uh, one of the drivers in the combine this year said, I'd love, you know, I want to thank Rev for the opportunity it's given me. Well, the fact of the matter is they've all earned it. And I believe that if you give them the proper support, training, development, opportunity to let their talent develop and grow, you'll have things that happen like Nick Sanchez. So for me, you know, being able to be a vessel and really a vehicle for these young people to go on and succeed in the sport is incredibly rewarding for me, my wife, and my entire family. Now, you're a first-time first guest on my show, and usually when I have a first-time guest on my show, I really love to know where the love of the sport came for them. So for you personally, where was your love of the sport grown, and how did it bloom to what it is today? Yeah, so I grew up in Indianapolis literally one mile from the track. So whether it was Indianapolis 500 and then the Brickyard happened, I have fond memories of us packing up coolers and getting in the car and pooling our money and going and hanging out for the day. Um, and so... You know, as a fan, I grew up in Indianapolis, loving motorsports in general. When Reggie White, the late Reggie White from the NFL, was a client and a friend of mine, started telling me we needed to look at a way to change the sport and get people engaged. And there were opportunities in the sport. It was upon, you know, it was at his urging that we took a look at it. So it's fascinating sport. The business of it is so fascinating and so many opportunities. I think there's something for everyone in the sport. And so as a kid, started loving it. And as an adult, you know, really being engaged in the sport. Your love for the sport <laughs> grew into this team, Rev Racing, and then also the NASCAR, the diversity program. How did uh, Rev Racing start and then how to develop into the NASCAR diversity program? Yeah, I had the privilege of being the president of global operations at Dale Hart Incorporated, working for Teresa Earnhardt, who at the time was the only female owner in the Cup Series. And she was fascinating to me because she was always ahead of the curve in terms of marketing and the growth and the touch and pop culture. But it was there that we had Jesus Hernandez who participated in the driver diversity program 
that had a different format. And uh, so I started looking at it and realized that you had to be a team owner where you could make decisions, some accountability and provide those seats for the athletes in order to have them develop. And at the same time, I wanted NASCAR to be able to go to a central location where there was accountability and together we could develop this young talent. So this is my 14th year managing the drive for diversity. I think that the program continues to get better. I think our team, um, I'm proud to say with the championship is one of the premier development teams in the entire sport, but it was from seeing an opportunity to support these athletes and then also putting the resource behind them to launch Rev Racing 14 years ago. Speaking with the owner of Rev Racing, Matt Siegel, here on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And uh, Mr. Siegel, you recently announced a new class of, uh, of developmental drivers that you're bringing on, one of them here locally from the state of Georgia, uh, right there in Henry County, who was raced at the uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway in the Thursday Thunder program. So how do you find and how do you scan out the drivers that you select for the program? Yeah, so it's grown over the years. We have over 100 applicants that apply for our annual combine, and we get them from across the industry, the track operators, people in the business, word of mouth, uh, and we selected 13 to come to the combine. So for me, every single year, we have a quality pool of candidates. They're very diverse. Uh, I think that the interest in rev racing and driver diversity program has increased every single year. So it gets harder and harder to select those participants to come to the combine. They're all great and have accomplished things in their own right. And it was just exciting to see it because you look and you see the future is bright and you have a great group of young drivers, uh, even though they're all diverse. Uh, you know, we have a great group of young future stars in NASCAR that are coming into the program this year. And you're not just do Arkham and Art Series racing. You do variations of different late model racing and all of that. So as far as your stable of cars, what, what other series do you participate in with some of these drivers and helping them develop? Yeah, we have legend cars for our youth. We have the weekly late models that we run. We have the Arkham Menard series, and we will have a soon-to-be-announced exciting development for a rev racing coming up here in the next week or two. Well, very excited to hear that. And I got to ask you, sir, over the years, we've seen a, a tremendous growth, and I feel uh, minorities who are becoming fans of NASCAR. You see that now in the Cup Series with ownership, Michael Jordan, Pitbull, who's a part owner as well. Floyd Merriweather Jr. is even participating a little bit and having a team. How does it feel for you to see now more minorities participating in the sport as far as owners and, and, and taking on the responsibility of running a team? Yeah, it's so exciting. You know, along the way, people love to focus on the crew members and the drivers that are the most visible. I've always been an advocate and said, hey, we have to get a critical mass of ownership and professionals in the sport. You know, the more that our country can see people that look like us in the different roles, I think the more opportunities we have to engage people at all levels of the sport. So to see the fans is fantastic. To see young professionals be able to assume roles and have a career in something that they love that perhaps they didn't think was available to them. And then also have community and cultural impact to help grow small businesses. It is incredibly rewarding. And so, um, you know, this sport is one that is a sport for everyone. And I'd love to see the growth and the momentum continue that we can diversify it through all the ranks of the sport. You know what, sir, looking at the accomplishments you've done only with your team presently, but even in the past, you have so many drivers who now drive in 
Xfinity trucks and even in the Cup Series that have come through your program. You got current drivers who are doing that with Nick Sanchez and Raja, who are also Cup Series drivers. They race in the Xfinity. And you know what? Raja Karuth is such an incredible story because when I first interviewed this gentleman a few years ago, really all he knew was about was iRacing. He never really had that formal kind of training and actually getting in a car. He was an iRacer. And you're able to take that young man and transition him into an amazing uh, Xfinity driver ARCA driver, truck driver in such a short amount of time. That must be for you one of, one of you got to be most proud of this young pupil for the kind of the interesting way that he got from point A to point B. Yeah, you know, there were two barriers to entry, access to the opportunities and the perception uh, that NASCAR wasn't welcoming. And so, you know, there are families who don't necessarily have the resources or the know-how to access those cars. And so the iRacing platform for us Myself, along with Jason Hamilton and NASCAR, basically said, hey, if we can identify talent on the simulator and we can transition that to, you know, actually in a race car, we would be doing something here. To see Raja's development has been incredible, but I have to attribute that to the entire staff at Rev Racing. These drivers go through comprehensive development. They're on the track. They get feedback. They're in the gym. They're working in the shop, you know, and so there's a lot to the development program that we have. And to watch Raja you know, develop at the uh, uh, rapid speed that he has. It's just a testament to the staff at Rev Racing that supports everything that we do. Uh, he's a tremendously talented young man, and we want to continue to fill that pipeline with young people, getting them interested, and develop them into professional race car drivers and crew members. Well, Mr. Siegel, it's been an honor and a pleasure having you on the show. All congratulations on Advanced Auto Parts. They're becoming a, a participant and a partner for the uh, Drive for Diversity Combine that is returning after a couple of years uh, away due to COVID and all of that. But that is back stronger than ever. Uh, so much going on. If our listeners want to keep up with what's going on with your race team and also the Drive for Diversity program and Combine, uh, where can they go to get, get information to continue to update and follow along on what's going on with you guys? Yeah, we're on all of the social channels, Rev Racing, and then we are at RevRacing.net is the website. Uh, we love for engagement, feedback, you know, everything that we can. You know, we are a race team for all, and we especially want to cater to the fan base that maybe historically was not catered to. So um, just exciting about the things that are coming. I appreciate you having me on the show. Love your work and thank you for supporting Rev and our drivers uh, for, for, and for everything that you do. This is Leah Pruitt and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And I'm very honored and privileged to welcome our next <clears throat> guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line coming off a championship in the Arca Menard Series. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Nick Sanchez! Mr. Sanchez, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio, representing Rev Racing and coming into the program as the 2022 Arca Menard Series champion. Has that gotten old yet hearing that so far? No, it, it's still pretty cool when people say it. So I appreciate you for having me on. And uh, yeah, excited for it. And not only are you an Arc Menard Series champion, but you also made some history. I'm an Hispanic person. How much icing on the cake is it for you to not only be a champion, but to be the first Hispanic champion to represent the Arc Menard Series? Yeah, you know, it's it's cool now that, now that you uh, said that. Like, I think I think uh, someone in Rev said, said 
said I was the first Hispanic yesterday, and that's pretty cool, you know, to be the first in something. So, uh, yeah, hopefully um, this opens the doors for more Hispanics in NASCAR and just creates more awareness in that space in the sport. So tell me about the day. You know going into the event that you're leading the points. you got a tight uh, battle there between one and two for you guys and also your teammate there in, in the third position as well in points. So getting ready for the event, this is – is it do you treat like a normal race even though you know there's a lot on the line the season finale and knowing that um there's this really tight points championship battle yeah i mean you treat it as any other race um and you know i treat every race with the mindset you know i want to go try to win whether i think my chances are good or not that day um whether um you know i think my car is good at that track uh i want to win so um you know that obviously means you know myself preparing and uh, just trying to trying to trying to drive to the best of my abilities. So, yeah, I mean, it was a rocky day. Missed practice for a mechanical issue with the engine, and luckily we were able to get it going for the race, and uh, we were able to get it done there. And as the checkered flag came out, the end of the race is not done. Everything is tabulated. You come out the champion, your crew chief. I'm sure someone told you that you were the champion. What was your first reaction? What was what was the first thing that kind of popped in your head when they say, "Hey, congratulations, Nick." You're the 2022 champion. Yeah, so I probably found out, I think it was like 20 laps to go because the 43 had a mechanical issue. Um, it was about, I would say, 20, 20 laps to go. And, you know, I kind of knew at that point what the outcome was going to be. It was pretty cool. Um, you know, I had 20 laps to think about it before I got out of the car. So, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a cool feeling, you know, to finally close out the year and close out that chapter of my career. And I know there's a lot of people you want to thank because it's even though you're the guy behind the wheel making everything happen, there's so many people behind the scenes who are there to support you and help you rev racing. Of course, the, the NASCAR diversity program has been, I'm sure, instrumental in your progress and growth. So, I mean, run off the list of the people that, you know, you have that you want to thank and, and really give a shout out to for what you've been able to accomplish uh, this season. Um, yeah, I, I would say Max Siegel, rev racing, uh, Chevrolet. Um, Gainbridge, NASCAR, Draft Diversity Program, um, all, all those people and, you know, everyone that's worked at the shop at Rev, um, crew chiefs, car chiefs, mechanics, all the road crew, you know, everyone that, that made this possible, they're the reason why this happened. Speaking with Rev Racing uh, driver Nick Sanchez, also the 2022 Arkham Menard Series champion. So now you've had a couple of days to kind of digest everything that's happened over the weekend. Well, now that you're at this point, you've had some time to do media interviews, you know, kind of uh, collect yourself a little bit. Now, what are you kind of experiencing through this whole experience? Um, Yeah, no, I mean, for me, Sunday or Saturday, when I left the track, my mind, um, you know, my season's not over yet. I still have two Xfinity races left in the 48 car. So my mind's there, you know, I'm, I'm fully focused this weekend in Vegas and it's kind of good because I, I had something to take my mind off that, um, something to look forward to um, even when that race was over. So I'm, I'm fully focused on, you know, trying to contend for wins the next two weeks in the Xfinity series. Now, as you said, you do have two races to go in the Xfinity Series before the end of the season, and then we look forward to 2023. What's on the horizon? What's uh, Do you know yet what your plans are, or what are you going to be doing for, for your racing career next season? Yeah, I, I know what my 2023 plans are, um, but, you know, it's just all about getting that getting that figured out as far as, you know, announcements and stuff. But it's going to be exciting. Um, I'm excited for next season. And let me speak about uh, Raja Karuth, who is your teammate. You guys really battled hard most of the season. And uh, I know he has a lot of respect for you. I know you probably have a lot of respect for him. Uh, I know you guys were battling out there for that championship. He finished third in the points and everything like that. Tell me about your relationship with Raja and how you guys respect each other and, and work with each other. 
yeah, you know, it was great having him, you know, as a direct competitor and teammate the whole year. And, uh, you know, I learned some stuff from him and I know he did for me. And uh, yeah, I know it's, it was a cool year with him as my teammate. And like I said, you know, we raced each other very hard, but we tried to treat each other with respect. And at the end, it went well for both of us. So uh, um, yeah, we'll, we'll probably be going our separate ways as far as teammates next year. But uh, yeah, no, still always, always stay friends. Now, once you get done with the season, you have the off season, you have some time to kind of decompress, relax, kind of refuel yourself a little bit. So what are your plans? What, how do you like to relax? And, and what are your plans for the off season to kind of decompress and then and get ready to, to get it go back go, get it back going in, in 2023. I mean, honestly, as much as I hate to say this, you know, the off season of NASCAR, you know, especially you know switching organizations and teams, it's your off season's almost not your off season. After these next two races, I'll be full full steam ahead for uh, 2023, and you know, just getting acclimated to the organization I'm with and uh, trying to chase more wins in 2023. It's it's a never ending process. Well, Nick, if our listeners want to continue to follow along with what's going on with you during the, your transition, the offseason, and getting ready for 2023, where can they go to follow you, keep up with you, and everything that's going on with your career? Yeah, all my socials are Nick Sanchez 080 everything. So uh, if you wanted to follow me there, it's where you'll find me. Well, Mr. Sanchez, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Good luck to you as you finish the, the season with the Xfinity Series, everything that goes off with you after that, and getting ready for uh, 2023. And we always appreciate you joining the program, the 2022 Arca Menard Series champion, Nick Sanchez. Thank you for taking the time, sir. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, this is Mike Bagley of Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. You, my friends, are listening to southern race week all right welcome back to this brand new week's edition of southern race week radio for you along the far flung southern race week radio network itself we continue on with this week's edition of southern race week radio along with the southern race week radio podcast i'm very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the food depot hotline she is a driver who recently made her debut in the arca menard series ladies and gentlemen let's welcome in miss mandy Miss Chick, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio as you make a return trip to the program. So we really appreciate you taking the time to join us. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity to join you all, and thanks for the very warm welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when we have a big deal guest on, we got to give them a big deal introduction, (laughs) and you are definitely a big deal as you've been making a lot of noise here in 2022 uh, in the racing world. Uh, We we had you on, I don't know how long ago we had you on, but we had you when you were making your debut in the Arkham and Art Series. You had an opportunity to race in a couple of those uh, races here in 2022. So tell us about your experience racing in the Arkham and Art Series and what you took away from that experience. Yeah, for sure. So when I was on last, I think it was mid-July, and uh, we were just getting ready to do our Arkham and Art Series debut at IRP um, Indianapolis in, in the end of July. So... The first race, we we just got caught up in some unfortunate events, some things that you can't control. Someone missed a shift in front of us, and then we got hit from behind, and it was kind of a sandwich effect. But um, we were consistent during practice, and I learned a lot. The ARCA cars are so different from the late models. And so I, I loved racing the ARCA car, and I had a great time. And our second race, we got to race at to Milwaukee Mile. So that's the largest track I've raced on so far. And it was an absolute blast. I loved it. And it gave me just a look into 
getting into some larger tracks and um, looking forward to bigger tracks next year like Daytona and Talladega and all of that. So I'm really excited about that. We had a solid finish at Milwaukee Mile and a great qualifying spot as well, and we're very consistent and just learning a lot right now. And another tidbit about that Milwaukee Mile race was that it was the largest entry of women in an Arkham Menard Series race. So not only was you out there, but you had five other women out there uh, racing with you, I believe. And what was that like being in a race where so many female representation was there at the at the Milwaukee Mile? Yeah, it was exciting for sure. It's something that, of course, every female in racing dreams of is having having a field where you can work together with other females as well. So um, it was super cool to be able to make history that weekend and have pictures from that and memories and, and walk out of that because I haven't I haven't met many of them until that weekend. And so um, it was really cool to walk out of the weekend, not only with good success on the track, but also connections and connections are everything in racing. Now, your season is up for 2022. You're not longer going to be doing any racing this year because you want to focus on, on 2023. So tell our listeners a little bit, and, and, and just in case you're joining us here, we're speaking with uh, driver Mandy Chick here on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. But you do have some big plans that you would like to accomplish in 2023. Do you have anything on the horizon right now, or what is uh, you know what are you and your team doing to, to try to evolve and, and try to improve on yourselves in 2023? Yeah, for sure. So, um Next year is going to be a really exciting year for us. Our plan is to run the full season. That's our big goal is to be consistent in this series and run the full season and get a lot of experience at a whole bunch of different tracks to put that in our toolbox and build on that. We have a lot of pieces that need to go together for that next year. So we're currently working on that. We've got a car at the body shop down in North Carolina right now that's happening this week and so we've got a lot of moving pieces within our team and so our decision to end the season early is only to build for next year and so we've got we've got multiple corporate meetings set up with potential marketing partners I can't name any specifically yet but I plan to be back on this show when we sign different deals but we've got a lot of moving pieces and I'm excited about it Again, our plan is to run the full season, and um, our big one that I start on the calendar right now is Daytona in February. Being a part of the process of going out there, you know, talking to sponsors, talking to businesses, talking to different companies, what has that experience been like with as 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 you and, and part of the team to go out there and try to gain sponsorships and visiting different companies and corporations? How's that experience been like for you? It's been a great experience, really. Um, I think the the most valuable thing is is that racing and the Arkham Menard series provide so many opportunities for exposure for these different companies. And so I'm excited to be able to offer not only our existing marketing partners, but new ones in the future, um, different opportunities to get their name out there and that we can promote them and do um, different events with show cars and, and really, really show people what these companies and organizations are all about. And so I think that I think that the most unique thing in, in talking to potential marketing partners is just the opportunities that we can provide them because we're racing in the Arkham Menard series and the Arkham Menard series. They've, they've worked so hard to be able to create these opportunities for racers to provide. 
And you have a great family that backs you up. You're a third-generation driver in your family. You, they've been supporting you and, and, and of course, motivating you over this entire time. And I know you got a lot of great sponsors that have been there for you to, to help you out through this experience in racing the Yarkham Menard Series. So I want to give you a couple of minutes, and I really want to take I'll give you the opportunity to thank those people who have really uh, helped you out along the way in pursuing uh, your career at this point and what the future holds for you. Yeah, for sure. I really appreciate the opportunity to mention those who have been with me from the start of my career and have worked really hard to help me get where I am now. So we have several marketing partners. We have Dynamic Drivelines on board. He also, um, the owner of that business also is one of our crew guys that travels with us week in and week out. Couldn't thank him enough for all of his support. JRC Accounting, um, they, they've been with us for a long time as well. FK Roddens for Golar Performance Systems. They have been with us since I was in the quarter midgets years ago when I was really little. Um, there's HD5 for Vest Design. They design our beautiful race cars, um, some of the most high-quality designs. 323 TV, um, they are they're outside of Kansas City, uh, in DeSoto, Kansas, my hometown, and they're great people. There's Driven Racing Oil, industry professionals. They have some of the best quality products. The Joy of Seating, um, we've been using their seats for years, and they, they also make nothing but the best and quality of products. Aero Race Wheels, um, they have awesome race wheels that we've been using for years. Fabrications Unlimited is a close family friend who has supported my career for a long time. Victory 23 Designs is my personal small 3D printing and designing business. And True Auto Parts and Paint, they've been providing paint for us since I was racing quarter midgets years ago. So I really couldn't thank all of them enough for all of their support. They work so hard to allow me to do what I do. Well, Mandy, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. If our listeners are interested in keeping up with you during the offseason and following along with your progress as you get ready for 2023, uh, where can they go to keep up with what's going on with you and the race team and any information coming up that they need to know about? Yeah, so um, mandychick.com is where a lot of our information is at. We have a lot of press releases there. We're constantly updating schedule, and we will have 2023's schedule up soon. Um, Facebook, it's Mandy Chick. It's an athlete page. You can look me up there. We have a lot of updates there. And then Instagram and Twitter is at Mandy Coolchick. Well, uh, Mandy, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Enjoy the offseason. We're looking forward to your plans in 2023. and looking forward to have you back on the program to break all that down for us. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hey, it's Austin Hill, driver of the number 21 Camaro for Richard Childress Racing, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie as we wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And if you want to hear this episode of Southern Race Week Radio or any of our previous episodes of Southern Race Week Radio, it will always be available for you as a podcast every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So feel free to head on over to one of those podcast locations, search for Southern Race Week Radio, and check out the podcast, download it to your phone, listen to it in your car, or uh, whatever you do, exercise, and whatever it is, make us a part of your day by uh, downloading the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And don't forget about our social media locations. We do have a Twitter and Facebook page. 
You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And if you're following us and liking us on our social media platforms, we always deliver to you the latest in racing news and information 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So once again, like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. And once again, I want to thank our great guests for joining us this week. Of course, owner of Rev Racing, Max Siegel. Also the 2022 Arc Menard Series champion for Rev Racing. Racing, Nick Sanchez, and also Mandy Chick. Thank you so much to those great guests for uh, joining us this week here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio. And don't forget that next week we will be back with an all-new, brand-new edition of uh, Southern Race Week Radio. Also, don't forget about the email address. That's right, we do have an email address, so feel free to email us. Let us know what you think about the program, about the show, maybe things we should be covering a little bit more of, or maybe you're an up-and-coming driver and like to get uh, some exposure here on Southern Race Week Radio. We would love to hear from you as well. So please head on over and email us anytime you would like. SRWRadio at Yahoo.com That is SRWRadio at Yahoo.com So enjoy the rest of your weekend. I will catch back with you next week here on Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. Mm-hmm.